Come here. Get off. Hey y'all, welcome to the- I am I meeting myself. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I had meeting myself uh, and I was like, oh, you want me to say hey then, yes. right? So hey, welcome to hey. the penultimate episode of season five of the Turn On. Your lovely ho-host Erica and Killa are here. And ho-host Killa is about to read an excerpt from the main agenda. The romantic agenda. Fuck. <laughs> the romantic agenda. I like how you were sliding into that, though. That was nice. <laughs> I thought you were going to, like, join me in chorus. Oh. Um, okay, the romantic agenda written by Claire Kahn in 2021. So uh, sit back, relax, get your wine, weed, whatever you need, and enjoy. The Romantic Agenda by Claire Kahn. Being asexual wasn't a choice for Joy. Deciding to have sex would be. There are too many things to consider. So many potential outcomes like pregnancy and STIs that could change your life forever. She doesn't see it as fun like Malcolm and she doesn't feel a desire to have sex with another person. The cons simply outweigh the pros. If she ever decides to have sex, she wants it to be an informed and active choice, and she wants to feel safe. Joy continues, I need someone who will be okay with me laughing, asking too many questions, being weird, and cracking jokes. Someone that can calmly explain things to me in the moment without getting frustrated or overwhelmed. One of my worst nightmares is having sex with someone And then they get mad at me because they think I'm not taking it seriously or because I don't automatically turn into a puddle of moaning mush. When if they knew me at all, they would know that I am taking it seriously. It's a big deal to me. I just express it differently because I want to understand what's happening while it's happening. I can do that, Fox says too quickly. You can trust me. Joey manages not to laugh. Let's think of our big brains, not our little brains. She places her hands on his neck, stroking his jaw with her thumbs. You're a great person, Fox. I really do like you, but I also met you three days ago. I don't know you well enough to trust you like that. I'm not having sex with you tonight. Hmm. That's exactly what I wanted to hear, she whispers, mouth near his. I can see you thinking. I am. He gives her a quick peck and rests his forehead against her chest. <sighs> Big brain needs a minute to catch up. Joy holds him there, rubbing his back. Cool. I'll wait here. He laughs and mutters, God. His expression is solemn when he says, I really like you too, Joy. Okay. She inhales, holding it to prepare herself to be disappointed. It always ends like this. I'm very attracted to you. He lifts his head. I know. Her gaze flicks downward and up again. I can tell. 
that made him smile. I hear you. I understand what you're saying. But? No buts, he says. I understand. No buts? No questions? Nothing? No, I said I understand. Is there something else you need to tell me? No, that's it. Fox kisses her again, softly at first, and then harder and with more urgency. She's not overwhelmed, but she gets close when he squeezes her thighs. Her hands are on his wrist in record time, holding him firmly. He breaks her kiss and looks her in the eyes, still soft, still understanding. He asks, Can I touch you? Touching makes it intentional. Kissing combined with touching creates a shift from kissing to arousal to sex. Joe only wanted the first part, maybe not forever, but certainly for right now. Depends where. He thinks about it and answers, voice low and earnest. Is everywhere too much? Joy laughs, wrapping her arms around his neck and repeatedly kissing his cheeks. It might be, so let's start slow. What are you doing? She pauses, holding the hem of her sweatshirt. I'm taking off my clothes. I'm okay with some touching, unless you want me to keep them on. Hmm. Fox squeezes his eyes shut for a second, shaking his head. Can I just... He touches her at the waist. Maybe I should do that. Oh, she says, understanding him. Panties stay on unless I say otherwise. I understand. Lift your arms. His voice is firm, a rumbling command. She does, and he slides her sweatshirt off with one hand and unclasps her bra with the other. That's... skillful. Fox kisses up her neck and ends with nibbling her earlobe as his fingers trace the outline of her shoulder blades. Joy places her hands on his shoulders, trying to concentrate on how each sensation feels so she can remember what she likes, but it blurs together, everything sending signals to her brain at once. He stops, moving to kiss her chin. You don't like being on your back. Joy bites her lip in surprise. When did he figure that out? He said it like he already knew the answer, so she just nods to confirm. If I'm next to you, would that work? Not on top or over, just right next to you, like we're side by side. I never tried that. Do you want to? You can say a flower if you want to stop. Joy kisses his forehead. Let's try it. She lies back in the bed, head propped up by pillows. True to his word, he stays next to her, completely to one side as he kisses her. He creates a path, touching and kissing and tasting down her body, her neck, her shoulders, each of her arms and all her fingers, her chest down, 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 down. When she laughs because it tickles, he does too. When he takes off her shorts, lifting her legs in the air and kissing down the length of them, she holds his gaze. On the way back up, he pays special attention to all the spots he missed on the way down, like the backs of her knees, her elbows, and her waist. Joy shivers and gasps, back arching. There's a slight tremble low in her abdomen. 
The same kind she gets when she masturbates. You okay? Kiss me again. Right there. He does and the same thing happens. She laughs this time, absolutely delighted by the sensation. Ah, he says, I think you have a spot. What's that? She giggles and feels stupid for doing it, but can't stop. Think of it like a cheat code, he says, laughing too. Fox lifts himself up and she holds her arms open for him, bringing him close. He kisses her mouth and says, you're too beautiful. I almost can't believe you're real. Fox, no, <laughs> don't say that. She buries her face in this neck, practically her new favorite spot. It's so cheesy and I love it. Okay, y'all. So thank you for that lovely rendition, Killa. That lovely rendition mm -hmm. of a scene from this book. Okay, you have to give the uh, the synopsis. Okay. Uh, so this book stars Joy, who Joy and pain, sunshine and rain. Sorry. Yes, Joy. Huh, that just made me think of some stuff. Um, so Joy um is in love with her best friend Malcolm, which we find out right from the beginning, and they work together, which makes it interesting. Um, so as the book opens, Malcolm tells Joy um that he needs her to go with him on a trip that weekend. And because she's got these feelings for him, she thinks that the trip is like where he's finally going to tell her that he loves her and they, you know, whatever. Well, and none of this is spoiler because you find out right away. Oh, that's pretty. Um, you find out <laughs> right away that he actually has planned this weekend to introduce her to his about to be girlfriend, Summer. Um, and she based, she she absolutely feels ambushed. She's like, you ain't never mentioned this bitch before. And now all of a sudden we supposed to be going away on a weekend. And then, so she decides to go. And then she finds out that Summer has brought her best friend, Fox. Wait, wait, wait. They knew and, from the beginning that Fox was, Summer was bringing her friend because that's why he invited her. Oh, yes. But she didn't know who it was or yeah, anything Yeah, he was like just that. like, yes. she's bringing it, her friend. I'm bringing you. Can you run interference yeah, kind exactly. of a deal? Yeah. So not only is she not going away on this, you know, romantic whatever with her best friend who she loves, but she's also expected to entertain this nigga she ain't never met before in order to help them be able to have time. Like the fuck? And that's how Joy feels about this whole <laughs> scenario. But she says yes. And the four of them go away and hijinks ensue. Da, da, da. Yeah. Okay. So I was struggling with how to talk about this, how to structure this, because there are a few things that I want to discuss, but then I also want to discuss mm -hmm. sexuality. So what you mm -hmm. want to do is themes or sexuality. Let's start with the sex. Okay, so here's the thing. So it's clear in this book, they say it multiple times, 
she talks about it a lot. Joy is asexual, mm-hmm. as is Malcolm. Mm-hmm. But they pre- it presents itself in different ways because like everything, like sexuality, asexuality is on a spectrum. Yeah. So folks are not monoliths. Yes. So to prepare for this, I, I wanted to like, you know, look for like some good definitions and ways to wrap our head around asexuality. And I'll be very honest. Okay. So first, asexuality is just, you have no sexual attraction. Like you don't want to have sex. Like, well, no, I'm sorry. See, already fucked it up. It's a lack of sexual attraction. That's it. That is it. Mm-hmm. I think it is difficult for us to to think about that because we have been programmed, conditioned, conditionalized, institutionalized <laughs> to believe one, sexual attraction and romantic attraction go together. And mm-hmm. also to believe that both sexual attraction and romantic attraction is like what we want the highest the thing. Exactly. Yeah. Even from kids, we are programmed that not only liking someone, like liking someone also is coupled with wanting to have sex with them. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe not, you know, Which but like gross. Yeah. That's what it is. You like somebody, you mm-hmm. do it. And so mm-hmm. that is why I think it is so difficult for everyone allosexual well allosexuals right to wrap their heads around asexuality exactly because it's like hand in hand and you know and that kind of thing also i learned that there are asexual people and there are aromantic people and you know who actually does a really good job of explaining this shit and i was like mad that i found fell down a rabbit hole Hmm. tender Really? They have a whole YouTube channel and they talk about demisexual, asexual, sapiosexual. But they, you know, they talk about all of that and then they have actual people that are, that identify as that to like Mm. talk about their experiences. So this is where a lot of the information I got, I I got came from because it was multiple people talking about their experiences and there were multiple people and there were people of color in there talking about their experiences. And so I like to like, you know, Ask, ask the people without like making them, you know, like if you're in a space where you're like, I'm going to teach great, but I ain't trying to just, you know, put your ass under a microscope. Yeah. Exactly. So um, there is asexual and aromantic. Some people are asexual and aromantic. That is like, I ain't trying to be romantic. I ain't trying to be sexual. They, in the clip, there was this woman and she was asexual and aromantic. She was like, I am not going to marry. I am not going to date. I have no desire for that. Kind of looks weird to me. Um, But there are also people that are asexual and I forgot the term, but they do have romantic attraction and that presents itself in I have a boyfriend, I want a boyfriend, I want a girlfriend, I want a partner, and we may get married. It's just, I don't really have a desire to have sex with you. But also, having a desire to have sex is still very different from actually enjoying fucking, Mm. which is what Malcolm is. So Malcolm's asexual, 
but he also enjoys the act of having sex because it's the closeness. The, it's a dick. Yeah. It exactly. It exa- I mean, yes, but I mean, like to me, it's nerve endings. Exactly. Like, yeah, it just is. So, mm-hmm. um, so I think we have to like, in my mind, I slot it in a, I, I know you're playing Wordle, right? Oh, of course I'm playing. Wordle. I don't even no, fucking understand it. So this is probably a really bad explanation. But you know how in Wordle they have the two dot, like the two squares. There's a square and 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 a square. Is that mm-hmm. Wordle, right? Yeah. So if you think of two squares as a person, top square is sexual. Bottom square is romantic. You might be asexual and a romantic. You might be sexual and a romantic. You, you know, like it's possible for one light to, to be, be one, one and not the other. And, not the yeah. other. and people can live that way and have f- fulfilled, joy-filled lives. Um, so it's difficult for some asexual people to even recognize that they are asexual and then identify as such because they're like, you know, they can see people and see that people are attractive. They're like, oh my God, that person is fucking gorgeous. I saw a TikTok. It was this chick. She was like, I'm asexual. Wow. That chick is hot. And then she turns around. She's like, wow, that book. No, she said, wow, that chick is hot. Am I, am I sexual? And then she looks at a bookshelf. Wow, that bookshelf is hot. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> so that kind of thing. <laughs> also, if you're interested in this, hashtag asexual. Do not do hashtag ace on TikTok because motherfuckers just abuse that for everything. But oh wow. Ha- I mean, not that it's, but you know, you'll find yourself. It's like, just people use it for a lot of other yeah. shit. But hashtag Got asexual it. on TikTok. Man, you're going to find, I love TikTok because people, they, not only teach, but they teach with levity, and then other folks be like, "Man, I identify," and that kind of thing. So, yeah, um, so yeah, TikTok will teach you a lot. Um, and I'll be honest, Can I give another resource. <laughs> TikTok, uh, no, TikTok. T- no, I'm saying, can I give another? Resource? Oh no, no, yeah, Go. no, I'm just fucking with you. Give another resource. <laughs> So I just started and I'm not very far into, but already um, really dig in ACE, what asexuality reveals about desire, society and the meaning of sex by Angela Chen, um, which is giving me some definitions and some what? No, I'm like, ain't nobody. Gonna read that. Well, your people will. <laughs> Niggas that listen for Erica go to TikTok. Or you it's too. It's a, a book show, bitch. I know, <laughs> right? And I have tons of books. But, you know, um, but you can do both. You can right? it's, both. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. And just get the book and use it as reference. But um, yeah. like it, <laughs> We'll link to it. <laughs> or listen to it. But yeah, um, the as a sex educator, I know this is, well, no. I, ain't gonna, I was going to say it's kind of fucked up. But no, this is who the fuck I am. When it comes to sexuality, I recognize that that shit is a fucking spectrum. Like that, it can rain. Not only is it a spectrum that goes this way horizontally, mm-hmm. it's a spectrum that's like 
up and down, inside, outside. Like it is a fucking spe- sphere, sphere, sphere. Yeah. Sphere. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's so many parts of it that makes one person who they are. And so, mm-hmm. um, Again, it's been difficult for me to even wrap my head around these things because I have been conditioned that one and the other goes in hand and you can't uncouple them. But Mm -hmm. I feel like this book has done a really good job of showing Mm -hmm. that one, asexual people are just fucking people with issues and da 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 da. But also, it's like the rest of us. Yeah. It presents itself in so many different ways that. Even if someone says they're asexual, that could mean a million different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got anything? That's up. And uh, just that. So Claire, this is Claire's fourth book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have read them all. I am a huge fan. Um, the first one that I read from her is called Let's Talk About Love. And it stars uh, an asexual character. and Claire does a really good job in that book of like explaining what you were just explaining like with the TikTok where the woman was like that woman's hot ooh that bookcase is hot like (laughs) what like what like her character in that book has like a color coded system and they like check in with their friends like is that hot is this what y'all think is sexy like and she calls it like her squee kind of score like does it make her squee does it give her joy and delight to like Mm -hmm. look at something or whatever and so just like as another resource for like understanding i thought let's talk about love was a really great place um to start in the fictional realm to kind of get into the head of a character and it's a it's a YA novel right it's a YA yeah which Mm -hmm. is also really great because it helps young people understand Mm -hmm. and you know understand the differences in people and going I'm not even sure if I finished that thought going back to younger people like identifying as asexual because we are conditioned that love attraction sex looks a certain way a lot of young people find themselves confused about whether or not they're asexual because they're like well i like this i don't like that you know so again it's a sphere (laughs) yeah even in the book like uh joy realizes that she identifies that way because there's like a fair and malcolm is there at a booth by himself with a handout that's like, are you asexual? And she's like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I am. Yeah. And um, <laughs> actually, there were a couple, there was this chick I found on YouTube, white chick, and she is asexual and aromantic and married mm-hmm. and happy. And so I didn't yeah. go down. She's got a whole, a whole ass channel about her and partner i mean it just that's the thing like you like we always talk about how you build the life that you want like you don't have to have a romantic partner to have a partner you can just have someone who you care about be the be your person that you live with and grow with and And i that's what it sounds like is her situation not to sound too ho-tappy but i do think that society (laughs) favors people that are monogamous and married you know like 
Yeah, I don't think that's okay. so happy. I think it's the man it's wants up. us to procreate. You didn't say that that's how it should be. <laughs> <laughs> you just said that that's how it is. And I think, unfortunately, it's true. Yeah. And so people try to, you know, fit themselves in boxes that aren't necessarily for them in order to, mm-hmm. you know, gain those privileges. Um, and then also, like, this also applies to just non monogamy. And I mean, just everything i think we are conditioned from a young you know from the very beginning that we are supposed to be you know sex love romance are all packed into one and when you pull those apart close you know you're the devil you know it's a million things and that's not it it is very possible to want to fuck somebody and not fucking like them, not want to spend the rest of your life with them, not even fucking be attracted to them. Mm-hmm. It's also possible to be attracted to someone and not want to fuck them. You know, I mean, like, there's so many things, so many parts and bits of it that do not fit into that, you know, first come love, marriage, baby carriage type shit. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, um, Yeah. That's what I've got on that. You got anything else to add? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got the we got the six out the way. Now, at the very beginning of the book, Joy notes that her part, her friend Malcolm, is a hopeless romantic and a serial monogamist, mm-hmm. which made me think about love bombing. Not yeah. saying that he's a love bomber, but she did say... Yeah, because I don't think he is. But she did say he makes these... He he has been known to make these sweeping gestures. <sighs> like Toby on fucking This Is Us, which is why I don't like Toby. And I'm glad. Have you been watching This Is Us? Girl, I stopped like a long time ago. Oh, you gotta come back. Anyway, go ahead. But that's why I don't like Toby. Yeah, because I mean, and... and it's all love bombing. Okay, so love bombing is essentially you you describe it because I'm a it's my definitions are always fucked. I we literally have twenty minutes true. of me doing a definition doing one definition. Um, I don't know if I do I have a, a compact definition of love bombing? I guess when I think of it, I think of it as um where people basically use the trappings of expressing their love as manipulation. So um, you know, we talk about how love is an action and a verb and blah, blah, blah. Well, these are people who kind of weaponize that, right? So they use it to make you think that you are the only person, that they are the only person in the world who can love you in this way. And oftentimes it goes hand in hand with isolating you from the other people who you love, um, but not always. But yeah, it's it's a form of manipulation in the form of like, I love you so much, girl, can't you see? Yeah. <laughs> But I'm sure there's a much better definition. No, I think that's I think that's good. It's just, you know, niggas showing up at your job with a fucking Yeah, that grand gesture shit that's not earned and outsized for the relationship. That is if you need a compact definition, that is it. Grand mm-hmm. gestures that are not earned and are outsized uh, you know, of like where we are. Like, nigga, you are expressing love on the ten and we are only at two. Mm-hmm. You know what it made me think of? What? Nardog. 
Andy Bernard oh, from the oh, office. <laughs> Lord have mercy. That whole character is a fucking it's mess. It's a fucking mess. But <laughs> it's love bombing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Now, with the exception of Aaron, because I do think that with Aaron, his love bombing was definitely like a weapon. But with Angela, <laughs> that motherfucker just didn't know. <laughs> you know, like the... uh who did he do the the 12 days of Christmas with? Was it Aaron or Angela? I Where she know. came out and it was 12 drummers drumming, six lords leaping, whatever. I don't know. I want to say that was Angela, but I don't know. It was, I, you sure. know what? Angela liked Little Drummer Boy. And so he said that they were going to have oh. that. They were going to walk down the aisle to that. To Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> <laughs> but see, That's in his sure. case with her, always felt like it was overcompensation because he knew that she wasn't fully present for him. Yes. Yeah. Which is still love bombing. <laughs> yeah. But like yeah. even I saw the episode the other day where he proposed to her. Oh, and they're God. like, you know, in the office carnival and there's fireworks and the the loop de loo the Ferris wheel and and then he's like, Angela, will you take <laughs> Can I t- have your tiny little hand in marriage? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. And so she was never there for him. But yeah, it was. That's what love bombing looks like. Like this motherfucker is going all out, and you're like, and what I feel like what happens a lot for at least black women, and I'm about to make a sweeping statement. Karina, cuss me out. But I feel like for black women, a lot of times we're not used to being loved out loud. And so, you know, mm-hmm. when it happens, when it, it happens, it's just really like good. you get caught up in it, caught up in the mm-hmm. rapture of love bombing. <laughs> I mean, I, I would agree with you. I mean, I don't know that it's exclusive to black women, but you're for damn sure right that we are often not loved out loud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when we do, and we've been taught that we don't really deserve that, that we don't warrant that, we don't get those big things in media, which is why romance is so great because we get those happily ever afters and where we don't get them in other places in media when black folks write us. Um it feels good. And we passed, we had a book this season where that was an issue, right? Where mm-hmm. he dude kept making these big old things and showing up. And we was like, this, is this feels like a precursor to abuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. And um, I think about, was that this season? What? what? That book? Yeah. It yeah. was this season. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. It, <sighs> I think also social media has a lot, like, because we see because we see on social media a fucking rapper buying his girlfriend a room full of roses and a Bentley mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we think that a, a, yeah we think that a nigga buying a room full of roses and a Bentley That's is extravagant I... but it's love even though there was a news story two weeks ago that this nigga had another baby on her 
Oh, shit. I don't know who we're talking about. Oh, no. I don't know. I'm just saying in general. I'm thinking of one particular couple where they all he always buying her some shit, but it's always usually we just heard that he did some other oh, shit okay. and he cheated with somebody else. Like, Cardi. Oh, okay. It's always preceded by some fuck shit that he just did, and now he's making some big gesture buying her this truck or this car or whatever the fuck. But, yeah. like, we gotta look at this shit holistically, fam. Yeah. And also, that's an... And also... These motherfuckers are like, like a car is a fucking day of streaming on Instagram. You know, (laughs) so like, I'm just saying, love bombing is a thing. And although it feels good, it's not always good. It's not good, you know? And it usually only feels good in a short time. Because if you were usually covering something up, if somebody doing some shit and you're like, oh my gosh. This is fucking amazing, but I don't even know this nigga middle name. Right. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! I'm watching 90 Day Fiance. Mm-hmm. I just started it, and there's this guy on there. He was on last ep- last season. His name is Usman, also known as Soldier Boy, and he is a Nigerian superstar rapper slash singer. Mm-hmm. Last season. He had this white woman. Of course, she had leather skin, hair, and a voice like this. Got married, didn't go well. They divorced. So guess what? Mm. Usman is back with another white woman. Oh. So is Michael still with old girl? Who? Michael, ain't that the uh, other Nigerian? Michael and Angela, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor Michael, they just ain't letting his ass in the states. They just ain't letting him in the states. But anyway, really, I don't think. He got oh that. shit, I don't know if he got in the states. But okay, so um, this made me think. So Usman is telling. I feel so bad that we're on this tangent, but Usman told this chick like she was like, "I met him. We talk online. He's my boo." He told me I'm his potential girlfriend. So she drop she flies to fucking Zanzibar to meet him as he's like preparing for this video shoot. And um he's like, you know, we need separate rooms. So she gets the fucking presidential suite. Cause she's like, we're gonna be having, we're gonna be together. And we need, you know, so that she got the fucking presidential suite in this fucking ho- hotel in Zan, this resort in Zanzibar. And then the first night they're together. He comes to her room because, of course, they're not staying together because he's like, last white bitch was crazy. This white bitch gonna be maybe going to be crazy. And you need to earn yourself, earn your way into, like, girlfriendhood. Mm. This bitch bought this nigga a fucking MacBook Pro and a PS5. Oh, boy. And he's like hype. He starts kissing on it. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to go back to my room. He takes his shit and goes back to his room. Oh. It was horrible. Okay, so love bombing. Well, yeah, and then this kid, this is her trying to buy his affection. And right? he was like, like aha! <laughs> it's going to take more, but I appreciate that. Ooh. And as someone that just bought a new MacBook Pro, them hoes ain't cheap. Uh-uh. <laughs> I was just like, ooh, even if he got the basic model, that's, that's about 2500 
So yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Woo! Have fun. Okay. Um by the time this airs, we'll see if Usman and the girl, who also is a huge Michael Jackson fan, has a Michael Jackson tattoo on her. It was oh. it was just like so cringy. I'm watching it like Ew. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh also we we learn that Malcolm had, you know, hopeless romantic serial monogamous. He had a girlfriend before and they broke up because the girlfriend was like, you got this homegirl, Joy, you're in love. Did, he, did she say that he was in love with her? She felt like he chose her, chose, always chose Joy over her. That her concerns, her needs always came before hers. And she had a problem with that. Which, as a woman, <laughs> has like really strong female friendships. Mm. Yeah, nigga. To a point. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I just, I feel like, I feel like if you come in my life, you need to recognize that until you earn, until you earn spot number one, nigga, you a spot like number 25. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's true. You're a stranger. Um, but I don't know. It sounded like in their situation, they had been together for, they had been together for a little while, but it felt like it was, it was more that she felt threatened. Like she just felt threatened by their relationship in general. Mm-hmm. And she probably also had an inkling that Joy was in love with him too. I'm sure that didn't fucking help. Yeah. And, you know, it's different when you know that there's nothing there but friendship and then if you're insecure so because yeah is it one i just can imagine laying in bed with this nigga like your best friend in love with you no no she ain't no she ain't you know like that kind of shit that shit don't gaslight me like right i cannot believe that niggas like don't see when they have friends in love with them (sighs) I can. I think that sometimes niggas are oblivious. And I ain't on front. I've been oblivious too. Like I have been in relationships where dudes have definitely been like, oh, he loves you. Like about a friend. And I'd be like, the fuck are you talking about? Uh, like, it's, Yeah, but yeah. I told you. Yeah, but it's, I, again, I don't think it's true. And that's what I'm saying. They could be, I can be oblivious. Other people can be oblivious too, is my point. Um, and there's a difference between just genuinely not seeing it and not getting it because there's no vibe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And knowing that it's true and acting like it's not. Do you know what I'm saying? Like gaslighting, like you were just saying. So I am about to be like embarrassingly honest and share something with my listener (laughs) so i had a friend and they were like so it started off we were dating and then we stopped dating for whatever reasons right and we just became like really really good friends like the homie one of my closest guy friends but as I started moving on to like dating and, you know, and he moved on to dating, I realized I can't do this shit. Cause I still like this motherfucker. Mm. 
And I recently had to cut this shit off. Hmm. And it sucks. It really yeah. sucks because like that was my homie. Like we genuinely had a friendship. But I also think like if I was a chick with him, I'd be like, that whole Erica ain't coming around. Like this bitch is crazy. She, I mean, like, well, also, I'm not, I got, it's probably fucked up. I got too much pride to be like putting myself out there looking crazy. But if you were around us, you knew that there was some, something, right? And like, we had conversations with, you know, like, would you be comfortable being around a friend or, you know, like that kind of thing. And I'm always, he was like, you know, I want you to be happy. I'd love to meet a guy, you know, like it was serious. I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm crazy. I'm a burn this shit. I'm gonna show her sex tapes of us. Like, I know it's wrong because I just, I, I had to be honest with myself. Like I like you. And although there are reasons that we're not together, I don't need to be like front row of some bullshit that you gotta go not bullshit, but you know, like front row. <laughs> you meant that. Yeah, of some bullshit you got going on, you know? <laughs> and it fucking sucks. Yeah. Particularly as we've had all these snow days and I've been, you know, like just going through shit. I'm like, man, I wanna call my friend. And we were such good friends that like our friend group started getting kind of meshed. And so, yeah. Oh, and so, like, I'm sorry. I just realized exactly. And okay. so, and so, even when I told my friends, like, yo, like, we had to like dead it. They were like, wait, we can't go hang out with him no more. I'm like, you bitches. <laughs> because again, he was a homie. I was a homie. We had a great relationship, but it just couldn't go any further mm-hmm. so okay i spilled my shit i'm sorry what'd you say that sucks i said i'm sorry that sucks yeah you know i was never a fan of that whole situation but i know you weren't. I understand i know you weren't yeah. which, which is crazy <laughs> that was my name that was my i know but it, it always felt like it wasn't going to go where you might want it to go. And yeah, I think I just wanted you to not get sucked in to something that couldn't go where the way you wanted it to go. Yeah. Yeah. And what's, what was interesting is once we shared the whole like, okay, we're not dating. I got to see his ain't shitness and he got to see my ain't shitness. And we was like both in the middle of doing ain't shit shit and being like, you know what? We could do this ain't shit shit together. We'd be a good, we'd be fun having doing this ain't shit <laughs> shit together. So yeah. Um ugh. Anyway. Okay, so uh Malcolm brought Joy to run into her parents and be the wingman to summer. And Fox, I kept calling this man Wolf. Call him wolf. <laughs> I kept calling this man Wolf. <laughs> but I, I knew it was a it's a wild it was a wild animal that my son would want on a t-shirt. I remember when <laughs> Cracker Barrel, you know those like the white shrewd ass shirts of like the wolf howling at the moon with like sparkles and shit. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I do. 
I we're do. in cracker, cracker, cracker Barrel, as my son calls Cracker Berry. We're in Cracker Berry. And this man had on his shirt. He came on, he was like, look at his shirt. I was like, bruh. He's like, that shirt's so cool. I want one like that for Christmas. I said, Aww. not on my watch. Insert Inyama Van Zant Jif. Jif. Why you do him like that? He don't want it no more. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that shirt was gonna bring in some joy. And now he has. I bought him this jacket for Christmas. When I tell you, he wears this mm-hmm. motherfucker every single day. I was like, bro, oh, good. you gotta wash this shit before you wear it again. <laughs> Only time he like washed the load and got it done quickly. Because <laughs> I was like, bro, you can't wear this shit to school. He was like, okay, fine. He washed that shit quick. Okay. Anyway, so. Malcolm brought joy to run interference between Fox while he so he could like love up on some summer. Mm-hmm. And it was actually interesting because Joy was initially like, this some bullshit. I ain't gonna be a part of it. But in her like willingness to uh appease her best friend. Yeah. Which we don't have to go into that. Her willingness to appease her breast breast friend, her best friend, she entertained Fox. And he wasn't a bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. have you ever been... I, I feel like this is like... So me and Kimria were not... We met in college, right? Mm-hmm. But in my mind, if we were like friends in like junior high, high school, one, we would have had matching outfits. Two, we would have been at the mall. Absolutely. Three, I would have been like, girl, you gotta come because my friend bought a friend. Like, I would totally, we would have totally been in the car like, you got a friend for my girlfriend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So outside, was- so outside of meeting niggas at the mall or Northwest Plaza, like, have <laughs> you been? I was going to say, that was my high school experience with my cousin. That was how we went. I would do first of all we would like get dropped off at the strip mall and then like meet dudes at the mall and walk around outside because it was a strip mall where we go to the mall mall but you had to buy something because you ain't want to look lame without a bag oh yeah so like <laughs> you would buy something cheap and Claire's, just walk around Claire's baby go to Claire's exactly get something cheap and then walk around and collect numbers you know for your pager <laughs> do you remember collecting numbers <laughs> I remember, so I think I mentioned this, St. Louis, we had the skating rink called the Palace. Mm -hmm. I remember. Which was in a children's palace, which is so wild to me. Yes. So (laughs) I remember going to the Palace and I would always go with my cousins and we would like, you know, (laughs) be getting dressed in the mirror, practicing dances and shit. And we'd be ready to walk out and be like, ooh. Make sure you get a piece of paper and some pen- and a pencil. That's right. Some small enough to fit in your shit so you can get numbers. That's oh, right. my God. <laughs> yeah. So that was like, we would go to Randall Park Mall or we would go to Southgate, depending on what we was trying to get into and who we was trying to meet. And so if my cousin was over, then I would have whatever dude I had bring somebody for her. And so she would always have a boyfriend and lived on my side of town. I would have somebody <laughs> on her side of town. <laughs> And that was when we hung out, we would have. And some of them is so funny. I can't remember names. Like we were literally, I was talking to my partner the other day about, he was watching First 48 or something. And you know, it's in Cleveland. I hate (laughs) that I love First 48 so much. Fuck 12, fuck the police. (laughs) 
niggas with attitude. <laughs> but you like first 48. <laughs> I only really watch it with him, but I used to Because when the niggas blurred out, but... he's not a sus. He didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of know what's gonna happen but like it he i was something where somebody was wearing boots it was some shit and i was like boo what's how what time of year was it or it was some shit and i was telling him that there was some dude because i was like we only wear tims when it's winter time yeah. i was like wearing tims outside of the season it's like some new york shit and I was telling him that there was some dude that I went out with a few times from New York who was in Cleveland and he thought he was cool because he was from New York, but he was wearing his Tims in the summer and we made fun of him. <laughs> and I don't remember his name. Oh, sweaty we foot called him boots. When you called him what? We called that nigga boots. <laughs> he was boots so before door boots. <laughs> nigga, all I remember is that we called him boots, but he was one of the dudes who he had a cousin. He was in town visiting his cousin, so... Me and him went out and we brought him and his cousin came Girl. and my cousin came and we hung out and that was and what we did. And don't let that now, as an come out of town. Because then you see him for a little while and then he is gone. And you're like, mm. <laughs> it's just why I can't remember Boo's real name. I'm excited. I got a nigga from New York. Exactly. Lord. Such a summer love. <laughs> Horrible. So as a teenager, yes. As an adult... I am not the one that usually got pulled into those escapades because I used to be a serial monogamous. Mm -hmm. So I was never free to be the friend who came out with the person with the friend. I'm thinking of our friends who are those friends, though. <laughs> and actually, one of our friends is married because she was one of those, one of friends. those friends. That's right. Two, eight, and it wasn't even on some like they weren't particularly close. It was just like a girl. I I'm trying to I'm in town. I'm in town. I'm trying to see this nigga come meet us because he bring his friend. Mm -hmm. Now these motherfuckers married with like a kid, like a whole fucking established life. It mm -hmm. is the craziest thing. Mm -hmm. But also we got another friend who met who met they person another who met they person like that too. Oh yeah. But they're yeah. they're a little closer, so it, that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, yeah but it still, is. We these are the motherfuckers that give thing. give niggas hope. Like they see that and like, see, it's possible. But yo, that mm -hmm. is is wild. Isn't it weird that we're of the age where we like can like be like, yo, I was at the party that they met at, or I remember. Uh huh. Yeah, I was like, a, ended up being the official photographer of one of our friends, the start of their relationship. When they got to their anniversary, they hit me up like, you got pictures, right? Oh, I <laughs> From the first time they met. <laughs> I remember that. That was a whole, that day was epic. We had a good time that day. Yeah. We, yeah. we can literally be like, that day, the, the specific day they met. Literally the day that y'all met. And now they like, there. married with kids, living a mm -hmm. whole entire life, like, They've built a life together. Yeah. Goddamn. Damn it. <laughs> but I was gonna say I'm old and complain about it, but you know what? I am happy that I was I have been able to yeah. live and experience these things. Um Absolutely. yeah, I was always one or the other, even to this day. I'll be like, my single ass. He got a cousin, he got a daddy. Oh, I got a shirt for Christmas. It <laughs> says if you see me with your daddy, mind your business. Mind your business. Yeah. <laughs> like, you knew me. It's, perfect. it's so perfect. But yeah. So um, yeah, I think I have always been 
I bring a friend. <laughs> bring a friend. They don't even know. I'm like, girl, just come on. And they're like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. I mean, whatever. Sometimes it works out. Yeah. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it don't. So, okay. Um, that's all I got. You got anything else for us, Kayla, before we move on to our next segment? Um, I'm trying to think. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So we're talking about how previous relationships that Malcolm had been in, mm-hmm. like chicks had issues with joy. Mm-hmm. If you were the chick on the other side of that equation, if you were Summer, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, Summer kept trying to talk to Joy. Mm. How would you approach the situation if you were the new girlfriend in the scenario and dude <laughs> had somebody he was close to in that way? Thinking about how Summer approached it, how would you approach it? So this reminds me of a story, and this is going to sum up my mother in like one story. Hmm. I was married. I was having all these fucking issues with not all these issues. I was having issues. Damn, do I need to tell this story? Fuck it. So (laughs) I was having these issues with my ex-husband and his mother. And it wasn't some, and let's make it very clear. It was not like some medley issues. It's not that she was, you know, like it wasn't that. It was just like married, blending families, complications. Yeah. So I call my mom and I'm like, mama, this is what's going on. I don't know what to do. And my mama was like, mm, I only dated niggas whose mamas was dead. <laughs> what? <laughs> God damn it. That's your mama. Damn it, Judy. <laughs> damn it. So um, I thought about that as you tell this story because I'm kind of like, that wouldn't even be my motherfucking <laughs> Like, bro, I gotta go. Because here's the thing. Like, I recognize how much I recognize how important my friendships are to me. And mm-hmm. if like, if you can't keep that separate and keep me out of this shit, then I don't want it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I just, I feel like mm-hmm. I, that would never be me because either, you know, my home girl, my best friend don't fuck with you. I mean, it's kind of like you, like, and I love your partner, but you're not one of those people that like, we all going to go on a trip together. We don't, you know, like we just, that just ain't you. And so mm-hmm. it's totally fine if. I was like, mm, I don't really fuck with your partner. Cause all right. Unless it was like a real, like this nigga kicks puppies. Yeah. But like, or pinches babies. Exactly. But if it's like some yeah. like, you know, you're like, okay, fine. And we'll and not to keep us apart, but it's like that's not where we are, right? Like that's not what we do. And so if you want to nick, if you're like me, and it's like, cause if you want me to kick it with your people, great. But you're going to kick it with my motherfucking crew. So <laughs> if you're like me and you you and uh, I'm thinking of Kelly and what's Issa's brother? Oh, fuck. God, they hate each other. <laughs> if it's that, if it's old side type <laughs> shit like that, then, uh, you know, but like yeah. generally, mm, 
no, I'm not even going to be a part of that situation. Yeah. So what about you? Yeah. Um, if it, if I got to talk to her, then it's gone too far. Then it, I'm not. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Like, like it's your, to me, it is the person in the middle's job to set boundaries and hold them. Yeah. So like, for example, when my partner and I first got together, he had a best friend and I, I never met her. She lived out of town, mm-hmm. but I remember this. It's just, yeah, like sh- she was leaving like inappropriate, like comments on his posts and things like that. And I didn't like times. that shit. Yeah. And I was like, nah, nah, this is disrespectful. You need to nip that shit in the bud. And, and he didn't, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Keep going. He didn't necessarily at first think that she was being disrespectful because it was just the way that they had related for so many years. But he heard that it made me uncomfortable and he talked to her and that shit stopped. And like, I think that as a friend, like you need to know like, oh shit, you know, like. Like this is serious. If, if, oh, y'all not just fucking around. Yeah, if around. you come oh, to okay. me and be like, hey, my girl, me and this, this situation with this dude, like mm-hmm. I'm always going, like the nature of our relationship in spite of us being friends there is going to be a level of inappropriateness between us on some like, you know, just on some like friendship shit. Like, yeah, nigga, I done seen your dick. Right. You know, and so, nah, bruh, like, I, it, yeah. Because if I had I not cut it off, the, you would have been, I would have been, you would have been able to cut that. Yeah. yeah and, I, and, and that's essentially what happened in my situation. And I'm, I'm fine with Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not sorry at all because he told her. And you know, and and she did. She backed off, but also I think it changed their relationship. But it needed to because you were when the ways of a I man undo a child, and a child and a man. Corinthians twenty two. Yes, we are grown ups now, and he is in a grown up ass relationship. And you know, I didn't have to step in, and I wouldn't have. And that's the thing. If it, if it's to the point where I feel like I got to say something, then I wish you well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that is it for the penultimate discussion of season two. <laughs> we will take a break and be back with our segment. What's turning? Hey, y'all. Today's a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it'd be fun to have your own show like us, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. And Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show gets put online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, literally everything within minutes of finishing and uploading your recording. We use it here for the turn on and I can truly attest to the fact that it's pretty fucking dope. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. So join over 100,000 podcasters like us who are already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Just click the link in our show notes and you'll be able to get your own account set up. And if you sign up for a paid plan, you'll get a $20 Amazon gift card and support our show. Let's create something great together. Sign up for Buzzsprout today. Okay, we're back. So we are going to talk about 
right. What is turning me on? Um, back in episode seven and a half, when we um interviewed with Jamila White, mm-hmm. we she talked about this book Jambalaya because we were talking about you know um crystals and your intuition and I keep crystal pussy Twitter keeps coming up in my head. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so this book Jambalaya is really great. It's like a little, so I think I told you, I'm like trying to, I'm not trying. I am trying to, I am re-examining where I am spiritually. Like, mm-hmm. how does this fit in with Christianity and the shit that I taught? And I feel like a lot of this has, I feel like this is tightly aligned with where I am sexually and my my philosophy as a sex educator and yada, yada, yada. So this book, Jambalaya, was um, introduced to me a while back because it has not only like, it's not only information about um, African traditional religion, it talks about like reclaiming your magic as a divine being. It also has in here, uh, uh, I was going to, rituals. (laughs) it has in here rituals and it also has like um little um bios of important folks like marie laveau Mm -hmm. so um i like this because it has this is kind of my one-stop intro into i'm sorry this light is hitting it's crazy this is my one-stop intro into as i delve into african traditional religions Actually, I need to look at this because I need to put a, uh, I have my dog's ashes and I'm like, can I put this on my Mm. altar or not? So Mm. anyway, um, this book is great. It has, I guess you can read it from top to bottom, but for me, it's just kind of been one of those things where I have, uh, been bouncing around. Like a resource. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, this is great. I love it. I think everyone, if you were like in a space where you're trying to uh, figure out your relationship to your spirituality and religion, uh, definitely give it a try. It's called Jambalaya and I will include a link in the, I was about to say in the bio, in the show notes. So. Oh, all right. Okay. So that's it. Eric and Killer two hoes, making it clap. Okay, bye. (laughs) This episode was produced by us, Kenry and Erica, and edited by Ballistic. The theme music is from Brazy. Hit subscribe right now in your favorite podcast app and at youtube.com slash the turn on podcast so you'll never miss an episode. Then follow us on Twitter at the turn on pod and Instagram at the turn on podcast. And you can find links to books, transcripts, guest info, what's turning us on and other fun stuff at the turn on podcast.com. And don't forget to email us at the turn on podcast at gmail.com with your book recommendations and your pressing sex and related questions. And you can support the show by leaving us a five-star review, buying some merch or becoming a patron of the show. Just head to the turnonpodcast.com to make that happen. Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Holla.